Not sure if many of you know, but we do have a virtual tier within the Design Coven, virtual pro member tier, which includes three virtual meetings a month where we set intentions. We do group coaching. So bring all your questions. We answer those questions and you get to learn from other people going through the same struggles as you. We also do a business practice meeting. So we'll have somebody on to share a business practice that we can all benefit from. And then we also do a product training. So getting a sustainable, eco-friendly line to come on and share who they are so that we can be supported with other like-minded businesses. And if you're not quite ready for pro, you can always join our free community where you will connect with other like-minded holistic interior designers. You don't have to be an interior designer if you are kind of just dabbling or you're aspiring or you're looking into this field. We invite everybody from all journeys and you don't, again, have to be a designer. You don't have to have a degree. We're just a beautiful community of like-minded people looking to create healing spaces, not just for ourselves, but for our clients and future clients. Come join us at designcoven.com forward slash join. You're listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. This is a podcast that guides you as a new or inspiring independent interior designer navigating your entrepreneurial path. Here with my over 20 years experience, I will share my holistic approach to design with intention and ancient practices, including feng shui, all incorporating mind, body, and spirit into my design projects. You will also learn from seasoned interior designers as they give strategies and insight of how they built their businesses and continue to work in the field. Together, we will discover supportive trade partners, new ideas, creatives, and inspiring artists from around the world. I'm your host, Rachel Lorraine Crawford. Hello, and welcome to episode 102 of the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. Today, we are discussing listening beyond words, the secret to designing spaces that speak to your clients. And so I'm going to give you some information on active listening, which is a huge skill any interior designer needs to have in order to be super successful in your interior design business. Before I get started, of course, I am going to light our candle to set our space, set our intention with connection and creativity. And then I'm pulling a card. I'm going to pull a tarot card. Got our candle lit and I'm pulling it from the right away um, Coleman Smith deck, my original deck that I bought when I was 17, my first deck ever. Uh, just really have a beautiful relationship with this deck of cards. And let's see, what do we need to know today? As you're listening. Wow, we've got the two of cups. This is the card of partnership and connection. And I feel like I am a partner with you today, um, sharing insight and wisdom on um, communication. And this is also about building relationships. Uh, the cups always have to do with relationships, um, the emotional realm. So creating a beautiful connection with all of you, relationship within the design, Kevin. Um, so yeah, beautiful two of cups for today's card. So this topic came about because I was in conversation with uh, design, Kevin, just wanting to get a, a grasp on if there was anything that they really wanted to talk about. We meet um, the first 
Tuesday of every month at nine o'clock Pacific Standard Time to do a little bit of group coaching. I might share um, some insight techniques, some information. And uh, when I put the question to the group, they really wanted to discuss um, how to listen, how to pick up on cues, how to get more information from a client when you're in that first meeting, when you're discussing the questionnaire or you're meeting each other for the first time. And so that really just prompted me to create this episode um, all about active listening. And then for the Design Coven um, group and membership, we are actually going to take this a step further and I'm going to be sharing um, you know, what to do, preparing yourself for the first meeting, what do you do during the meeting, techniques for active listening, and then of course the pitfalls to avoid uh, when you are actively listening to your design client, and that will be within the Design Coven. We are creating a secret podcast for Design Coven Pro members. Um, so if you want more information, deep dive into a lot of these topics, you can get that by becoming a pro member, either the virtual pro member or the in-person pro member. The podcast is going to feature all of our meetings um, that we have within the Design Coven. So our monthly meetings, our interior design panels that we've had in the past, all of our product trainings and our business practices meetings. So that will give you a way to catch up or just to learn. We're going to create playlists so that if you just wanted to listen to the interior design podcast, you get that and you can pop that in while you're, you know, running around doing errands, you're driving to your clients' homes. Um, just making it a lot easier to be able to consume the content at your own pace. So that's available to you as a podcast and you don't have to watch all the videos if you just want to kind of review all of the, the past trainings. So that is on in the works happening right now. It's a secret uh, design coming podcast available for pro members. And that's going to launch here shortly. Hoping this week if I can get everything together. Okay. So back to today, um, I just wanted to explain a little bit about what is active listening and what are the benefits. And then I wanted to give you some tips on um, engaging with active listening. So active listening is a skill set that you develop uh, as an entrepreneur, as a business person, as a designer. Um, it will really get you into that client space to truly understand their needs, their preferences. Um, you're able to read them, uh, read their body language. You'll be able to read what they're saying and understand what they're not saying just by tuning in with them. You'll be able to connect with them on a deeper emotional level. And then you're gonna be building trust and you'll be able to create uh, a personalized, satisfying design solution by engaging in active listening. So active listening is really about connecting with the client on a deeper level and understanding all the cues that they're giving you. Um, like I said, both active and out loud and also how they're speaking with their body. Um, so there's two types of listening, right? There's an active listening and there's passive listening. And I wanted to just discuss a little bit about what the two differences are with active and passive. So with active listening, you are fully in attention. You are in that space connected with your 
client, you are asking clarifying questions, you're paraphrasing, summarizing, and you're providing feedback. When you're a passive listener, if you think about when you were maybe a kid in school and the teacher's talking, or you remember Charlie Brown and it's like, remember, you know, you, you don't understand a word that the teacher's saying, you can hear it, uh, but you're not retaining anything. There's no feedback. There's no interaction. You're not engaged with the client. Um, and you're completely distracted, maybe by the environment that you're in. Things are coming in one ear, going out the other, and you're not retaining anything. I, I like to think of that as like, you know, those times when you're in school and you're just not paying attention and they're talking to you and you aren't receiving anything. And then you start um, writing down things that you're assuming. And that's when you go down the wrong, wrong path. So I wanted to give you some tips for practicing active listening. Uh, these might seem obvious and sometimes we need a little reminder of what active listening is, um, you know, before we engage with a client. So first of all, uh, tip number one, you're going to give your full attention to the client. So when you're in a house call, you're in a meeting, you're on a Zoom call with them, whatever it is, you really need to be paying attention. The phone needs to get put away. Your laptop needs to get put away. You really need to be engaging with that client. Uh, number two is being present. So staying in the moment, trying not to think about what you're doing afterward, the to-do list of the things that you have to do after um, or what you just came out of. It's really about being super, super present with your client. And your client is going to be able to feel that and they're going to feel like they're being seen. They're going to feel like they're being heard. The last thing you want to do is look like you're in la-la land and you're not giving a care to what their needs are because they're just going to feel very neglected um, and unseen and they're going to create stories in their mind as well. Number three is all about um, avoiding interruptions. So let the client finish out their thoughts completely. Do not interrupt them and do not cut them off mid-sentence. You really want them to have the floor and to be seen and to be heard. That is the number one thing. They need to just go and speak their truth and put everything out on the table before you even start. So that meeting is you just kind of zipped and listening and paying close attention. Number four, you want to ask open-ended questions. So make sure that your questions are being answered by a yes or a no. So think of yourself almost as an, a detective or a reporter, um, somebody that's wanting some sort of engagement um, because you want to get more information out of them. A lot of times they don't know what to tell you in order to get certain things across. So it's going to be part of your job to ask the right questions in order to get the answers that you're looking for. Number five is to paraphrase. You wanna be able to repeat back what the client said um, in your words and in theirs um, to understand them correctly. So if something seems vague or they're describing a certain style, repeat back to them what you're interpreting um, and when it does come to style, I do like to have photos to be able to say, is this what you mean? Or can you show me what your take is on modern or what does traditional mean to you? Or what is farmhouse or, you know, what, what color is, you know, sapphire sky? I don't know. So just try to get some of those things in, in pictures, because that also will give you some insight on what you need to know. Uh, clarify always at number six. So always ask for clarifying uh, questions, clarifying communication. Like I said, if it doesn't seem like you're quite getting it, ask more questions. You cannot lose on that. Um, number seven, 
is use body language, maintain eye contact with them, nod, give them nonverbal cues that you're paying attention and that you're connecting with them so that you're actively involved in the conversation. So just as much as they're giving you uh, body language communication, you want to be able to be showing them your body language communication that's engaging and interested. Um, number eight is taking notes or better yet, what I like to do is record the actual conversation so that you have something that you can go back and reference. So if you're in person, you might want to just bring your phone and hit record. If you're doing a Zoom call, record the Zoom call so that you can go back and listen to the words that they're using. Look at their expressions, listen to the expressions in their voice and they get excited about something or when they're um, you know, not interested in something because those are going to give you information on where to take this design. Um, number nine is your bias. You want to make sure that when you come into a meeting, you want to take down all perceived notions about the client and the project, and you want to just listen actively. Don't put any of those assumptions out there because it could really block what your client is trying to connect with you on. And, uh, that was number nine. Number 10 is really creating a space where time constraints aren't against you. So what I mean by that is a lot of times we want to go in and we want to do the consultation or we want to do the questionnaire and, you know, we're asking all the questions, um, but you have an appointment right after. Make sure that you're time blocking your time appropriately so that you give full attention and time to the client so that you're not rushing them because you're feeling strapped on time. So make sure that you're really conscious about giving a lot of time to deep dive into this conversation with your client. Otherwise, you're going to feel panicky or you're going to get this anxious energy about you and that's going to translate to the client. And you also want to make sure that they have time set in their schedule to be able to really connect with you um, on a deeper level. So if they've got something right after that they have to scooch off to, I would probably reschedule and make sure that it's a time that you really have that's open-ended in a way, um, you know, not for two hours or whatever, but a, a good chunk of time to be able to connect with your client um, so that nobody's feeling that rush. And then lastly, um, the technical jargon, you, you know, you want to show that you are knowledgeable, that you know your um, field, um, but it's really going to be important for you to communicate in the language that your client communicates in. So um, you want to make sure that you are speaking at the right level with them um, as far as like right now when I be talking about Schluter or certain sconces or certain words that they're just like, what is going on? And then they feel kind of dumb because they don't know. I mean, there's one thing to educate them and share information. But when you're in this first meeting with them, you really just want to be at their same level, speaking on their terms, um, you know, describing certain aspects. And then later on, if you want to explain to them, you know, what is the Schluter? This is, you know, the piece for the tile. And you can go into that later. But at this first meeting, I really would really try to keep it really simple with your terms so that your client can connect with you. You don't want to come across above the client or too heady with them, right? Um, so I also wanted to just kind of repeat back the benefits of active listening um, because this is really a skill set that you're going to want to master. Um, and it really touches your client on a deeper level as far as understanding them. 
So the benefits of active listening is to be able to understand your client's lifestyle. By active listening to your clients, you'll get a better understanding of how they actually use the space. Um, you'll get information about the function over uh, and the practicality of a space over the beauty of it all. So, you know, function is first always knowing the intention for the space. By active listening, you're going to be able to get um, the design preferences from your clients so that you can incorporate these color schemes, these things that they are liking, a particular style of furniture, just by listening to the way they're speaking. I always ask, you know, are there certain places that you adore? Do you want this to feel like a certain hotel that you've been in? Or, or you know, what are your favorite spaces in the world? And let them talk, just let them talk. People love to hear themselves speak. So letting them talk, you're gonna get so, many inf so much information about their design aesthetic and preferences. In this listening, you're also gonna be able to identify any concerns and challenges that they're coming across. So really pay attention to what are the frustrations that they've got going on in this space currently? You know, what is keeping them from moving on? Like, where are they getting stuck? So making sure that you're asking those questions so that you can point out those challenges that they're getting out of the space right now. By actively listening, you're building trust. Trust is a huge, huge asset when it comes to starting off your engagement with this new client. It's the basis of the foundation. Once the trust is lost, it's really hard to go back. So being able to actively listen and repeat back to them what it is that they're looking for is going to build that trust factor, which is huge. And then it's just going to create a beautiful personalization for the client when it comes time to present your design, your floor plans, your pieces that you're picking because you've really listened to what it is that they're wanting to feel in the space, how they're wanting to use the space. Um, so active listening, huge skill set that um, that we all know about, I feel, but it's always nice to get a little reminder from somebody else whispering in your ear, um, like myself. And if you're in the design coven, we are going deeper into this um, category in our meeting for May. So um, like I said, I'm going to be talking about how to prepare that first meeting, um, what happens during that meeting. So going down and um, giving you kind of the bullet points of what you need to cover during the first meeting, um, certain techniques that you can use for active listening to make sure that you are uh, receiving the information properly. And then also those pitfalls to avoid so that you are getting the information that you need in that very important first couple of meetings that you have with your new client. And if you're not a member of the Design Coven, I welcome you to join us. Um, join us at the pro level. That's where you get all the juicy stuff. Uh, we've got pro virtual. So if you're not in San Diego, you can connect with us on a virtual level from all over the world. If you are in San Diego, the in-person tier is beautiful because not only do you get uh, the virtual level of pro, but you also get to come hang out with us and go to the showrooms, artist studios, network in person, uh, connect with other designers within the membership, which is really a lot of fun. We have so much fun in that space. Um, and of course, you're all welcome to join us on the community level, which is our free tier, which is open to all interior designers or those of you that are looking to enter the design field. It's a great place to start. And of course, you'll get the secret podcast um, that's about to launch by being a member. I think that's it for now. Feel free to connect with me, reach out to me. I love hearing 
from all of you. And until next time, take care and see you soon. You've been listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. If it's one that you have been enjoying, please share with anyone else that you think can benefit from this knowledge and leave us a five-star review that helps us get seen and found by other new and aspiring interior designers. And if you're looking for mentorship, I invite you to join our club here at the Design Coven. It's a bridge between school and real life interior design. We get in much deeper there. We have virtual and in-person events. So everyone is welcome. You don't need to have a design degree to be part of it. Just an interest in holistic interior design. I also want to thank our editor, Marcy Ferry, Blake Ferris, for all of her special help with the podcast, our social media posts, newsletter, and lastly, Kinseth Thibodeau, who is our music composer. Until next time, be well, and we will see each other soon.